Today on Parent Time, we talk to sisters Meg and Lee and Bestie V as they guide us through all things Tiptoe Giants on Benny Asking People Questions. Sometimes an album comes along so authentically delivered to children, we as adults find ourselves feeling a little sneaky as we listen as though we are eavesdropping in on a secret not reserved for us. An album that captures what it is to be a child, the wonder of being a child and the celebration of all its complexities. Last year, a trio tiptoed, excuse the pun, their way onto the children's music scene with such an album, displaying an immediate innate affinity with kids. And I'm delighted to be joined by them today, Lee, Meg and V, otherwise known as the Tiptoe Giants. Thank you for talking with me today. Hi, Benny. Thanks Thanks for having us. Thanks for that outrageous introduction. That's right. It's my thing. It's my thing to give outrageous introductions (laughs) because you all deserve it, not because (laughs) I have nothing better to do. Um, From the top, who are you all? Where did you begin? Let's start with um, Meg. Um, I'm Meg. Yep. And I am younger sister to Lee and Bestie to V, and Vanessa and I are professional musicians. We met at the con, um, and then, as most musicians do, they fall into teaching to pay the bills, yep. and teaching just became a niche for me. Um, instrumental teaching, teaching percussion, and then now I take bands. Yeah, right. Do you have a particular age group? Yeah, primary school. Yep. Oh, great. And you actually work in a school? or you... I work in two schools in Sydney, yep. um, running their instrumental programs. Yes. Yeah. Um, great. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet gig. And V, you're because you're you're a music therapist. I am. Yeah. So I have been a music therapist for oh gosh four years now, probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as Meg said, went to the con, um, played flute. So I'm a classical flautist by trade, um, and then decided that music therapy was something that I was really interested in. Yeah. So I went along that path after going to the con. Um, and although I'm on maternity leave at the moment, I usually, I've worked in children's hospitals for kids and, um, and also worked in, um, in schools with children with disabilities and that's how it follows through in here as well in Tiptoe Giant. Yeah. So Lee, you're the, the, not the inventor, but you're kind of the person that went, hey, everyone, let's do this. Yeah, well, I am not a professional musician. I grew up learning music. I've played the piano, the flute, the oboe, and dabbled in the guitar. So, sorry, you're not – so, yeah, no, you're right. You're not a musician at all. I played <laughs> – Five instruments. I played right up through high school yep. in the school bands and had private lessons, but – Dancing was actually my absolute passion and I did that professionally. I taught professionally. Competitively. Yeah. Um, Choreography was also a real passion of mine. But I I ran a dance studio and I competed um, across all different dance styles and I have a law degree and a writing degree. Jesus. So, yeah, language rhythm music is in there as well just in a different form yeah so so dancing and law it makes total sense you'd start a kids music band (laughs) uh how did that because i I i'm led to believe it kind of started when you had children it did well i law was never for me Mm. um it was too dry i i really enjoyed writing but i um when i got married i started a primary school teaching degree and then i felt pregnant and i had um, 
a condition called hyperemesis gravidarum, so acute morning sickness. Yeah. Had to defer that. Um, I had my two children and I never went back to teaching yeah. because just in the time that I spent at home with my boys, music, songs started pouring yeah, sure. out, filling our home and the three of us formed and there's the Tiptoe Giants. Yeah. Banana smoothies are really delicious. Banana smoothies make my tummy do a dance. Banana smoothies are really nutritious. So you were writing music before the kids came along. It was it was essentially the children brought that out of you. Is that fair to say? Or yeah, I didn't really know it was in me before having kids. Yeah. Writing was, mm. but not songwriting. Yeah, sure. Um, I've always loved a good rhyme, a yep. good poem. Uh, word games in the family were always a big thing. Yeah. Music was always a big thing mm. growing up. I yeah. mean, maybe you didn't have your finger on it, but I do think writing, songwriting was in you all along. We used to play this linking game. Everyone would call out a link and we'd sing one song and see how we could make it, you know, wow. mash up or link to a different song. Yeah, I'd say that's definitely. And we grew up doing that and Leanne was a master. So I think she's always <laughs> in songwriting. Yeah, I think yeah. sitting in your lounge room, yes, I'm in their lounge room. Um, <laughs> just looking around, it looks like music was a fairly large part of your life anyway. Whip up a smoothie, it's just right in any circumstance. Blend a banana and share for good karma. Have a banana smoothie when you get the chance. The other reason I ask is because it's quite common that people go from um, uh, in kids' music, they're often musical, then they have children and then that inspires the idea of creating music. But it sort of feels like you weren't even really thinking about music until the children came along and that no. kind of – whereas the, the, the two of you, uh, were, were, we were music was your life anyway. Yeah, I mean, growing up it definitely wasn't explicitly mm-hmm. around us. It was just a thing we did. Everyone learns an instrument. Mm-hmm. Everyone plays in the school band. Mm. But, yeah, I think it's just been around us. Like, there's always a piano in the house and there's always a guitar out of its case and, you know. So, so going back to you, V, because um, mm-hmm. you, you've got the music therapy thing and so music and children is always in your – it's sort of in your conscious anyway. And then becoming a parent. Yes. Did that then make the idea of coming into tiptoe more – like? Did it become more relevant or was it somewhere you were heading anyway? It kind of feels like it was sort of always in your conscious anyway, writing music for children. Yeah, I I do love songwriting. I think I came into this project um, definitely with a music therapy cap on, like when we'd workshop songs. Yeah, you can hear it, that in some of it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, when we workshop songs, Yay, you know, worked. we would make – there was a lot of intention behind these that we were, you know – creating songs that had a that was thinking about you know um health related outcomes like Mm. social aspects or expression letting children be able to express themselves um physical goals like um doing fine and gross motor skills with them Mm. as well and you know incorporating these into our songs um you know songs like the hello song that's got this social inclusivity to it um and then sunny banani has this beautiful um call and response which mm. when we think about language and communicating with other people we know that um 
you know, effective communication is by being able to effectively listen to people and be able to effectively express ourselves. Mm. And this sunny banani of this call and response or this mirroring and matching, as we call it, um, mm. in a music therapy context. You know, we these songs have purpose in this way as well, which we were always thinking about, um, you know, so... I think it's there. It's a very calculated album. Like, I find... I find because the one thing you're talking about, um, just with things like gross mode and things like that, it's, it's all very subtle through the whole album. Mm. You don't go, everyone stand up and do this, but totally. the lyrics and the and the and the percussion, which I'm guessing a lot of us come from, because it would be a shame if it didn't <laughs> <laughs> come from you. Maybe they go, oh yeah, I've got like I'm a percussion teacher. Yeah, thanks, I've got this one. Um, it it yes. kind of just calls for that response as opposed to. Telling totally, we want it to be encouraged and for them to be engaged with it without thinking, Oh, I've got to stand up and shimmy my shoulders. Aloha, hello, dance to the rhythm of Calypso. Let your feet tap to the beat, it's an island melody. Let your shoulders shimmy in the warm breeze, wave your hands like the palm trees, shake your butt. To the coconut It's an island melody Aloha, hello Because the songs were born through natural play and life in our houses with our kids, that's why they're subtle. Because mm. your day's rhythm and the lessons that you learn day to day aren't in one big lesson they're, they're stepping stones each day and you're exploring them in small little bite-sized pieces mm. and that's how the songs have come about and I think that's why they're subtly woven through I music. Think, yeah and I think you can hear that because I think one of the questions I, I sort of um, had down was that idea like I hear a lot of these songs literally being written in the car on the way somewhere or, exactly. or like the rocking chair to me was just you sitting in a rocking chair yeah, singing to a baby and then just slowly reached over for your phone and press record. Were you there? <laughs> Were you there in the dark? <laughs> that's we all do it. Yeah, that's exactly right. I had a shocking sleeper. I was We got a little wooden rocking chair in his mm. room and in the early hours of the morning sitting in the dark, singing and singing and singing, the song just evolved. Mm. And then I, without the light waking him, I pressed record and sent it to these girls and it just evolved. Yeah, that was rocking chair. Rock, rocking in a rocking chair In my arms this time we share Safe and warm without a care Rocking in a rocking chair To and fro sway with me So, so how how did it? I mean, you, you would have felt reasonably like, sure, kids' album, let's do it. Was a little bit trickier for you, Meg, because oh, well, you're teaching though, so it would have been a natural step anyway. Oh, I mean, it was definitely unintentional. It, yeah. it caught us off guard. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the beauty behind the project, and yeah. I think that's why those sorts of implicit benefits and mm. and messages they weren't so calculated. It all it all just flowed out mm. and you know nestled into a groove really naturally mm-hmm. and 
you know, I was very engaged with Lee's kids yeah. as an auntie. And so we were, I was hearing her sing, mm. I was hearing her engage and she was so brilliant with them. Like mm. everything was rhythmical and everything was a lesson without them noticing. Yeah. So it was this beautiful, fun, joyful, you know, childhood, but full of learning and full of developmental consciousness from her. And it was very hard to resist engaging with her. Yeah. She was such a brilliant parent. Was still. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It was absolutely inspiring, and you couldn't help but engage. And of course, I came to it as a musician yeah. and and a dancer. And you know, we would sing and dance together. Picked up the guitar. Yeah. Put a little arrangement to it and. The songs were. And there it was. Yeah. Well, I guess also as a musician, particularly a percussionist, it's kind of everything's exciting and new and and just yeah sure and everything's you know? an instrument absolutely yeah, so and, percussion especially i mean mm. that's so primal we're all born percussionists and we're all born singers yeah and percussion i think is an incredibly important thing for children that i think we often don't really give a lot of credence to because i kind of you know like language starts with with beats it starts with tonality yeah. it doesn't start with a melody it starts with just put your shoes on walk down the yeah. you know and that's how you learn and i think and i think not not the we overlook it but i think uh, not that children's music has just given up on percussion but but it is something that you know particularly for that younger age group i think it's an incredibly important um part of of, of the language cycle if nothing oh, else and it's something that they really respond to on a primal level as well so yeah. I mean, they don't need to understand written music and composition and it's duration. just there in mm. them yeah it's it's biorhythmic you know it's all it's all in us um, you know, when you're in a room full of kids and you say, shush, everybody, come on, pay attention. They don't pay attention. Yes, but you go, <laughs> you know, one, two, three, and four, it's and so everyone, everyone stops, stops dead in their tracks. So rhythm is rhythm is the cornerstone of everything. Yeah. Good good answer. Thanks, good, mate. good answer. That, that was, I, don't, I haven't asked a question yet. Okay. <laughs> um, There's a builder working down the lane and he's building a house with a wooden frame with a bang, 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 bang. Bang, 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 bang. Just to the album, um, the title song, a lot of people give the the title song, the band song, you know, a lot of people do it and it's good and it's great. It's usually quite punchy and stingy and a bit, you know, where the blahs are, where are you ready for the blah, blah, blah. Um, you kind of nailed it. Tiptoe, 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 giants. Tiptoe, giants. Tiptoe round, stretch up high. Up, up, up. Flex your muscle, show your might. Join us on an amazing adventure. Ready, steady, flight. Tiptoe, giants. Little steps make big adventures. Bit by bit and day by day. In a whisper or a roar. It's a really One beautiful song yeah. and it's just really like yeah obviously you, at some point because because the one thing about the, the title song is it feels like that was a real conscious decision a lot of the things were done as you said like going oh we oh it's emergency yeah and you're doing that with your child whereas this feels like you had to sit down and go well we need a title that's exactly song. what happened yeah. yeah we had we had pretty much all the other songs mm. we felt we needed an a, introduction a song to encapsulate who we are and what we're going to be about um, and we commissioned V to write the music for it. And Hang on, what? You got paid to write the music? <laughs> and you're actually in the band. And, and, and we just sent her the homework. And you're in a kid's band. Like, there's no money anyway. No. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we gave her the homework. We paid her in gold stickers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, 
damn it, I should ask for that. <laughs> and, yeah, we, we developed the lyrics together based on bees mm. and Little Steps, Big Adventures, the title of the album came out from workshopping those lyrics and the idea that music's a journey and if you know the cover album, the mm. it's a xyl- rainbow xylophone being the, the musical path. And, yeah, that's... that's So was it quite a meticulously created project from the start or did you just find yourself with a whole bunch of tunes and an an idea that you enjoyed and you went, oh, this is great, or did you kind of go, we we need to represent this, we need to represent that? Because the one thing... Because I do feel it's very honest. I do feel there's a lot of elements in the album that are are coming from people that understand and have been in teachers and have actually been around children on a different level. Um. So is is that is the tone and the look uh, and the instrumentation in a way? I mean, is this is this the three of you sitting down and going, "How do we want us to be?" Or is this just you a little bit just kind of pouring out accidentally? It's both. Um, obviously, you know how how it was conceived mm. was okay. very very unconscious. Mm. Um, that was very automatic. But then we are very conscious and very dedicated in our respective fields, including, you know, our roles as mother and auntie. And, yeah, sure. Um, and, you know, we are conscious about that and that's definitely filtered in. And and as we go, we get to a fork in the road where we have to decide on our what, priorities. It's, what it's going to be, where we're going to take it, and we'll have a discussion and then we'll continue on yeah. that path until the next fork. So it's a bit of both. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I guess like you're saying, it's you, you, you take, which is the point, you take you take the seriousness that you take to everything you do in yeah, your life. Yeah, we're very conscious the of same. the responsibility behind kids' yeah. music. Um, it's We can't just be purely creative. There's mm. a purpose behind everything. There's a responsibility behind yeah. it. Um, so we take that seriously and we really evaluate it each step of the way when we've got a choice to make. Yeah. Let's sing about the big things and the small things too. Tiptoe, tiptoe, tiptoe giants, tiptoe, tiptoe, tiptoe giants, tiptoe, tiptoe, tiptoe giants, tiptoe giants. What age group do you find yourselves pitching at? Because I see it as around that two to three thing. That's so interesting that you say that. Mm. We thought we were zero to six, like anything yep. before kin- kindergarten. Stuff for not to twos is incredibly different for stuff for three to fives. Yeah, well, we've actually had amazing feedback from like up to 10 and 11-year-olds. Oh, okay. And we like that there's something in the music for everyone. Like we, our target doesn't have to be zero to two, but... I think zero, there's lots for a zero to two to take from the music. Yeah, sure. um, we've, you know, Banana Smoothie and Individual have that ba ba da, like the B sound in a very percussive mm. way. And zero to twos, they get it. They latch mm. onto it. They they practice the shape of the mouth, vo- the vocalization. Mm. There's yeah. Yeah. One of the questions I got here is, is is there's a real sense of fun and adventure in the album. Like it doesn't take itself very seriously, but I suspect you took that very seriously. <laughs> the intention to have fun and the, the intention an for it to sound like it's not you taking bet. itself. We seriously. take adventure very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking about it's fun to be an individual, Meg. Um, it's like the second song on the album. Yeah, it's pretty much all of it's about the percussion. Um, Is this just yeah? Yeah. Well, there's, there's a lot of. There's a lot of percussive sounds, yeah. yeah. 
And um, is that just you making sure that the other two knew that you were on this album? <laughs> okay. Just so we're all clear, this is what I do, yeah? Um, oh, no, there was definitely no um, – there was no need to to make myself <laughs> so, <laughs> heard, yeah. Um. <laughs> you took up the most space in the room. Do you really need all of that? Yes, I need yeah, all of All of that oxygen, yeah, that's for me. <laughs> no, not at all. It was um, – that song – you know, was one of the first little ditties that came mm. out of Leanne's parenting, um, you know, in a moment where, you know, like like we were saying before we, we started recording, you mm. were saying that, you know, kids really are established in who they are mm. in the first five years. Mm. And her first kid, Jonah, was... His personality was absolutely palpable yeah. in the first few months. He was a very, very yeah, sure. established personality. And there was a moment where... You know, Lee was was really celebrating that in a in a jokey way, and this song came out. And I didn't want him to lose that. I wanted him to hold on to that essence of who he is. Yeah, and you know, it's you see these little moments where they come home from from preschool or daycare, and they say a word that, and you know, um, exhibit a concept that they definitely did not learn at home, or it wasn't automatic to them, and they've definitely been influenced by others, and that's that's cool and mm. and great as well. But this song is really like Leanne's celebration of an invitation to make sure that you're at peace with who you are and being genuine, uh, you know, being a genuine, authentic self. Um, and, and, that, and to accept others. And to accept others for the ways yeah. in which they're being genuine. It's fun to be an individual. It's fun to be an individual. It's fun to be an individual. There's something quite lovely. There's I can't remember the exact line, but it's it's fun to be an individual, and it's and then it says an individual like, and you say you, because there's no one else like Like, no one else like you. And every time I hear that line, I wait for you to say there's no one else like me. We played we played with that actually, and it's really quite interesting because every time I hear you sing it, you say you and I kind of go oh I was waiting for me yeah. because because you know y- your initial idea would be to sing to you know like for showing to- you're exampling someone this is how you should feel about yourself but it's weird I'm not ready for you and then when I hear you I kind of go oh that's actually really quite special because you're it's about them yeah. again you know so I mean the song was written to I him. was singing to him so it was you and I played it for a few friends and someone questioned shouldn't it shouldn't it be me from mm. the child's perspective and i brought the question back to the girls and we had a discussion about it and we thought in this case we don't want it to be a sense of vanity and the world revolves around me 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 totally. me we want it to be we like the the you um, because it was inclusive. Mm. It's not totally. just all and about it, uh, me, it's about us as individuals. But it also gives the whole song a different perspective because it's all about the person involved in the song telling someone else how great they think yeah, they are, you know? The ways in which they're different and special yeah. and And we spend quirky. a lot of time putting energy into believing yourself, believe in yourself, but then at the same time, you know, believe in others. Individual. Ba-ba-ba-da-ba-ba-ba-da Ba-ba-ba-da-ba-ba-ba-da Ba-ba-ba-da-ba-ba-ba-da
bar. Talking about that idea of just making things up as you're standing there doing stuff with your children, the emergency song. Yeah. Because it ends with, I'm assuming, your child singing We Were, We Were in the background. Mm-hmm. And to me, that literally sounded like you were in the car singing that, grabbed your phone, not pulled over, pulled over the side of the road, <laughs> turned yeah. the car off, the turned the, put, put extra seatbelts on <laughs> and then pressed <laughs> the record jacket. on the life jacket. <laughs> then pre- and then got out of the car, then went into like a shopping centre and then pressed record to have your child going, We Were, We Were in the background. Is, is that is that right? Because that feels like that was the bit you recorded on the phone, then did the song and then kind of went, oh, that's kind of... Um, nice, that bit. Yeah, yes and no. It's, um, just yes, so, it's real fine. Yes, yes okay. Just yes. Um, the term we were was coined by him. Yep. He has an obsession with all emergency vehicles, but in particular fire engines. And so we, the term we were just became part of our family and friends vernacular. Um, and so the song developed from there. But anytime we're in the car, we hear a siren. Yeah. You know, the excitement, even when I'm driving by myself, I get excited now. Um, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I'm, look, oh, it's a okay, oh, gather my myself, yeah, it's just me yeah. in the car. <laughs> yeah, when there's a kid in a car, it's look, there's a fire truck, and when you're on your own, it's like, look, there's firemen. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Story about <laughs> um, yeah, so the term we were became just part of our language. So much so that even a friend of mine found herself asking a fireman to show her and her son his wee <laughs> Luckily he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you're standing in that one. Um, Probably luckily for docs, but not, yeah, not exactly. for her. Um, show me a wee Surely she knew, like, come on. Like, surely she knew something was going to come out of that. Which just became so unnatural, so yeah. Um, and, you know, you hear a siren in the car, you wonder what type of vehicle is it, where is it going, What's who, happened? who are they going Who's to help, and how are they going to help. And that's the interesting thing about this song which I've written down is, is it's most songs about emergency are fundamentally about the, the vehicles. Yeah. And I was quite taken aback by this was actually about what, what where the vehicle's going. And I actually don't think I've heard, it was kind of, I had to thinking. I don't think I've really heard yeah. that before. We were, we were, hear a siren from afar. We were, we were, we. What is the emergency? When Speaking of that, though, um, knowing how much you think about the lyrics, I, I do need to hold you at task for one thing to see what you think. The idea that you put a police car in there. Mm-hmm. And of all the things that police do, you decided to focus on capturing someone and putting them in jail. Yep. Go. Um, <laughs> well, it's it's not the natural thing. Like, people don't normally... The police uh, not, are help not that it's negative. Mm, not yeah. that it's a negative connotation, but it's, 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 it is the dark end, darker end for, like, children. It's the darker end of what police do. They do a whole it's lot of other true. things. And you chose to go... Big Bad Wolf arrested, thrown in jail. Yeah. Well, I think on the premise of using these familiar um, characters and these familiar stories, mm. um, sort of, uh, you know, let the, let the ball yes, roll on the, its own. The, yeah, yeah. If you just said, and also, so that if you said the person was kicking in the door yeah. and the police came, by, you, by the using the wolf. nursery rhyme, characters and scenarios, it's a sort of soft way to give social context without fear to what 
some of the types of jobs the emergency services do. Good answer. Um, <laughs> good answer. And just the, the image of the big bad wolf yeah, totally. and the police and calling triple zero and, and just, yeah, you know, just calling for help and that, that we have these these mechanisms in our society that if you need help you can call yep. for help. And that's that's what that story's saying. Yeah. And, and then, he only threatened it. And he only threatened <laughs> it. That's it. No, hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I just was like, I heard it went, I, again, I think people don't talk about police like that with yeah. children. So. What is the How intently or intensely do or did you work on the lyrics? There's a, there's a bit of a tendency in kids' music to be quite um, poetic with children. And it's lovely. It's, it's produced some really extraordinary, beautiful things and really respectful things for kids to reach to and, and to sort of grapple with. Um, but your lyrics seem to tell a very clear picture and I guess it's sort of allows the kids, I guess, to A, sing along quite easily, quite early on in the piece. But also um, they can be part of the rest of the song instantly. They don't get sidetracked by something that they're having to kind of deal with. Um, Was there a lot of thought in that? Because it's something I recognise in people that have spent a lot of time with children as teachers. Yeah, I think it's subconsciously just what happened because... We're teachers we and parents and it's just who we are. Mm. Um, but Leanne but- is a phenomenal wordsmith. She can wax lyrical about anything and, you know, do funny raps at, you know, at the click of a finger. She's she's very automatic mm. when it comes to words. So a lot of these things literally rolled off her tongue. Um, but I re- there is an art to being able to strip things back and for a child and still make it creative and find a non-corny rhyme in there um, and convey a powerful message in a simple way. It's a, I'm fascinated with that, with being able to do that. It's one thing writing a, a big thesis on it, but to, to condense it to such a clean, simple line, I'm, I'm interested in it and I enjoy doing it. There's um, Peter Dasent who writes all Justine Clark's music says... Um, the idea is to be simple but not simplistic and it's actually incredibly hard to do. Um, totally. Brevity is a, a difficult thing to master. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to hold back. And I also there's there's a lot of space in your music and in the album that there's a lot of air in there to, to really hear all the sounds and everything that's going on, which I imagine might have been pretty hard not to want to feel. Yeah, we have to work really hard to, yeah, we to calm back down. a lot. Yeah. There's also something really nice about silence and being comfortable with it. So I think, you know, that's something that definitely as a music therapist, you have to be really comfortable yeah, right. with space because yeah. people need space. Yeah, yeah. Totally, but it didn't come supernaturally to us. We were very word, 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 word. And we had to say, let's do a, a four-bar break here. Yeah. Let's, um, let's see yeah. if we can make our language more succinct here. Like, we definitely did have to work at creating that. And we were conscious of giving it a sense of cleanliness so that the kids could take it on. There wasn't clutter in the songs yeah. that were distracting. Yeah. And, and I think also, to, when, when, and if you're coming from a place where you've been doing stuff previously with adults, music and... Um, Adult music, 
you know what I mean? Um, it, it is about complexity. It's about how intricate can the sounds be, how much more is there for the for the person to discover and find out whereas you know that can just goes back to a conversation before you know you sort of we should let children listen to music that kind of actually speaks to their sensibilities bang 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 um with that, uh, this one's for you, V, because I've just noticed you've been sitting very quietly over oh. there. So I'm just going <laughs> to so ask you two to leave. No, no. Um, there's, there's some real workshop elements to this album, uh, and you mentioned them before with Santa Banani, is that mm-hmm. correct? Banani, um, yeah. Bang Bang, the Hello song. Um, these songs to me as a teacher only exist because somebody has done these songs sitting with children. Mm. Is this, is this you? Is this your musical therapy stuff coming in? Like to me, I saw a circle of say 20 kids with tapping sticks or shakers and a teacher saying something and the call and response and going back to that idea of rhythm and, and introducing kids to a rhythm in a way that they feel yeah. it in, uh, instinctively without having to be concentrating on anything else. Yeah. Um, I've definitely used those concepts mm. in music therapy, but equally Meg and I um, – have done lots of, um, they're called state music camps together, which is um, with the Department of Education. And there's times in that where we would get up and it's a huge thing to to do this kind of call and response, call and response with, music with games. kids there. Music and, games, that's it. Yeah, and yeah. so we've had a lot of those interactions in that musical space as well together. And then a kind of just... Yeah, it definitely has that element that I would definitely use mm. those kind of songs in, in that setting. setting yeah. um, but Meg would probably equally use them in a in teaching. In teaching, but I mean, yeah. we, we use that stuff everywhere with kids. You know, um, a lot of language development. They say, you know, you you echo back to your child. Mm. So your, your child will make a little goo-goo-ga-ga and you'll imitate them and that's how they develop mm. their language skills. And this sort of this sort of toing and froing, um, you know, happens from day dot with, mm. with the little ones and, you know, they start clapping your hands, you join in with them and you show them that they're clapping their hands. And you play with rhythm. And you play with re- rhythm repetition um, and echoing. And that's also, it also teaches us conversation. Your turn, my turn. Mm. Your turn, my turn. And... I think we all do that. I think, again, it's just the, it's just the, the nature. teacher in all of us. Yeah, yeah. I, it's got that. I mean, I, I listened to that and, and being a teacher myself went, that's that's not not a teacher thing, but there's there's more. That's not a song you're sitting on your own at a desk going, I need an album filler. It's a song that you've you've, you've had the experience of that working and you've developed that and to we, be recorded. We definitely workshop that. Like that yeah, song had many. That, um, for sure evolutions didn't it like it started kind of completely different yes and then we kind of kept coming back to it and changing it a bit and changing rhythms and then going actually um at the end we want we want it to do something different and go away from this mirroring and matching and have have this explosion Mm. of something new happen or you know or unison and this all comes back to this communication and this relationship with others and connectedness you know that one's Sunny Bonani is a Zulu word and we were born in South Africa and African music is very Mm. call and response oriented and it's all about communicating with your your community Mm. and it might be that 
um, you know, a soloist does a call and then the ensemble answers or a dancer stimulates, yeah. like does something that stimulates the music. Um, or an instrument plays a rhythm. Or an instrument or, you know, you communicate. I, yeah. I play a line and, you know, we trade fours or trade twos yeah. and we're communicating. And, and the word Sunny Banani means... Very primal. Sunny Banani means, I mean, it's a greeting, but the way, the way people have translated it is that it's, it's so profound. I love it. It, it really translates to, I hope you've woken up well. Like I hope you've I hope you've rested well and you've woken up to start a great day. And mm. then the yeah boy is a, a like thank you, you and yeah, to you. Thank you and yeah. to you. It's, it's it's a really lovely meaning, but probably one that you don't want parents to know the meaning of because they'll just be mildly insulted by it. <laughs> hope you've woken up well and slept well. Was well, this a joke? <laughs> Um, well, so you can still hope, can't you? <laughs> so, yeah, I hope you did. I know you didn't. I really hope you did. Maybe tomorrow. Sunny Bonani for today, tomorrow or Sunday. Bonani, It's really beautiful, but they're beautiful elements that I don't see a lot of in contemporary kids' stuff. And it's, mm. it's really, for me, it's really lovely to see it come back. That's surprising because um, to us that's so automatic and but, so primal. But then the that's other, the teaching thing and that's yeah. what I mean. When I heard that, I went, that's someone who's had experience outside of this this project, yeah. they've had experiences sitting down with children and doing stuff like yeah. that. And I guess we're thinking as well, like what can we take to live shows that are really going to engage our audience mm. and that we can do this kind of workshop idea as well yeah, with audiences totally. and have them be part of our, our show, yeah. you know. So I guess that's what we're thinking of too. Um, saying that, with all three of you having such strong musical backgrounds, how do you, how do you make sure you're all heard? What do you do? We all have musical backgrounds, but they're all from slightly different angles and we bring different so strengths to the group. The yeah. Like anyway. we need each other for yeah. sure. Yeah, right. Um, and we really respect each other and we want to hear hear each other's opinions and get each other's critiques. Um, but, but Meg is naturally the lead vocalist um, in the group and I love doing harmonies. So, so those sorts of things just fell naturally yeah. into place. They just happen like that. Yeah. But in terms of like writing and decision making, we all come to the table with really different skills and really different perspectives, and I think that's the power in, in yeah, our trio. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, no one's no one's fighting for a for a front and center space. No, for no I mean, definitely, definitely, there've been moments where we've disagreed about which direction to take take something, but those moments are few and far between. Yep. Um, and, and we it, always get a better outcome because of it, so it works well. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it you know it takes a little bit more convincing than other times, but we're really <laughs> no, really I open need to each this other. Massive drum. Has to be <laughs> in it. I've brought it all the way here with me. It's in it. Talking about then the the delivery, uh, incredibly conveniently threads me into the the next section of questions, which is essentially about the production, because there's this overall arching feeling through Tiptoes music. And do you mind if I now just officially call you Tiptoes? We love it. We love it. I think it's kind of cool. Um, at first, it was kind of was like the instrument. I was like, oh, I said the instrumentation. Like, what's what is the field going on here? But for me, it's um, talking about the vocals and stuff. It's the it's the delivery. There's this real calmness 
that runs through this album. But it's it's if it feels again going back to that natural state. Like I don't I, I don't feel I don't feel I'm being cheated if that's a way of putting it. Like I feel like you're being very honest and what I'm hearing is is exactly how you would do it anywhere, anytime, any place. The vocals are very up close. There's not a lot of reverb. There's not a lot of big sounds in the background. Everything's incredibly raw. We w- yeah, we wanted really the music. feel. We wanted the music to to speak to how we live music with our kids and how kids relate to music. A parent usually it's a parent and a child singing at home, mm. and we wanted it to to have that and be a, and for parents to be able to emulate it in their home environments. Um, we also originally had a vision of being able to play them as they were recorded live. Yeah. We. That evolved because, for instance, in Island Melody, it was just too fun not to put all the other instruments in and there are only three of us and we dance. So, well, you know, we only have two hands each. And so yeah. like, we unfortunately, just as a trio, can't recreate things in, yeah, on stage as, we, as we'd as we hoped. But, like, you know, we played everything in the recordings mm. um, except the bass line in Island Melody. That was Dan Lawrence. Yeah. Um, but... Last bass line. It's yeah, awesome, it's bass lines. and he, ins- mm-hmm. you know, he inspired bass lines in Banana Smoothie, and you know, he's that got me, yeah. got me to go back and do bass lines for a few other songs. So I'm glad he did that for us. Yeah, um, but yes, that that cleanliness came from us wanting to be able to recreate it and it to, to just be pure music yeah. for the kids. Yeah, and maybe I like that you've said that it sounds. Like there's a calmness to it and maybe it's more like a centeredness Mm. as well in that we've, you know, when we're doing rocking chair, there is this sense of calmness because we're promoting sleep and, you know, and promoting calmness. Um, But then in something like Island Melody or Emergency, we want kids to feel stimulated Mm. and, um, but with all that, I think it encapsulates this centeredness that we've, we've thought about that. And so there is this calmness in how we've delivered it Mm. perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't just... We haven't, we've been conscious not to make too many layers in each song yeah. so that children can really tune their ears into each of the different instruments, the harmony line, the lead vocals, yeah. to give it that, I guess... That sense of accessibility. Yeah. Um, mm. And, you know, even though on our recording there are more lines on the recording than we can recreate live, we can still, you know, come into our living room and pick up an egg shaker and rock out the whole song. Yeah you know a cappella or um you know just with really simple clapping or or a piece of percussion and no no accompaniment at all and the song still you know speaks and sings out and stands alone and we're really we're especially proud of that because we want people to take the songs away put them into their homes put them into their classrooms yeah and And for it to be accessible for anyone and inclusivity I think you brought up a, a really poignant point and, that, and you want it 
you want it to be replicated at home. You don't want people to not have to struggle with it. You don't want yeah. people to have to have you on in the background. I mean, there's different types. Part of yeah. that music. And, and half of the musical journey, particularly with children, is not so much when the music's playing. It's what happens when the music's not playing. You know, what have you taken away from that experience? And the album does lend to that. The album, yeah. it's an album that you can go and just, you can do on your own instantly. We love that. Yeah, that's super important to us. And of, of the things that were really conscious and not so automatic, that was something that was very conscious. Mm. Like, let's be careful not to get away from ourselves and let's be careful not to be too virtuosic or, you know, arrange these lines to be too complicated. Because you have the skill to do that. We, yeah, well, Rocking in a rocking chair Rocking in a rocking chair Rocking in a rocking chair. You chose to finish the album with um, We Go Together. Uh, firstly, it's Greece sued you yet? Or <laughs> just, just putting that out there. It's officially um, called Shoo Be Do. Shoo Be Do, right. Okay, slash We Go Together. Um, look, it's a beautiful song and I was trying to work out the relationship in the song because when I listened to it, I was, I, I was like going, okay, is this, is this me? To a child, is this a child to a child? Is this me to a partner? It, it was. Ben, is tr- any relationship? That's right. Originally, it was written um, by me for my older son Jonah when he was about three or four. He had a younger brother. He, the oh. younger brother was getting pretty cute, <laughs> and it was just a reassurance of. I've got, your, I've got your back. We yeah. belong together. Like, and I have a sense of belonging. That's yeah. that's kind of the point of my question because when I was trying to work that out, I eventually just went, that's what's beautiful about the song is it's in a relationship and that's kind of where I ended up. And then I hadn't watched the clip. And then I watched the clip and as soon as I saw the clips about fathers and yeah. childs, of course it was beautiful and it worked, but, but weirdly all of a sudden I went, oh, it made that song about that because I saw that visual. And it is such an open song. Putting that clip together, did you find yourself going, this is kind of potentially boxing it in? The clip the clip is not the official clip. It was just an opportunity to – we wanted to do something for Father's Day and that song just mm. – Resonates. It's a song about relationships, so we – yeah. they went together naturally. Yes, but, you know, we've yeah. heard of people singing that song at their wedding, you know, as a, as a musical dedication at a wedding. Because it's just sure. about it's just about relating to someone else and caring about them and having that be reciprocated and celebrating that reciprocity. I've got you, you've got me, shooby doo, shooby dee. I like you, yeah, you know it's true. Might like me too. Shoo-be-dee, shoo-be-doo. I got you back. How much of the album's written in the studio and how much of it is meticulously worked out before you go it's in? It's all worked out before we go in. Yeah. There were definitely some surprises or um you know, changes of direction or additions or subtractions in we the studio. We actually added a verse to Shoo-be-doo 
at the cafe down yeah, the road. The morning, the morning, morning before. Yeah. Um, so, but, but probably like a good ninety percent at least. What is that? Is that? Is that what happens when there's three of you or is that what happens when you financially can only afford one day in the studio and you go, we can't afford to just muck around because we've got to get stuff done? That was absolutely part of the reason why we wanted to be so prepared. But also, you know, we are we come from yeah, backgrounds where we are really used to being prepared and rehearsed yeah. and, you know, we don't want to just throw caution to the wind and hope for the best. We knew what we wanted the songs to sound like. So we went in with our vision clear and a plan to make it happen um, with a little, a little bit with, of an open, with an open oh, mind sure. yeah. to to evolve them. Should something it, come up? Yeah. Because there's only the th- – you were just saying before, you play everything except for that one bass line. Yes. Because I guess that's actually where the um, – that's where you're going to get the majority of your experimentation is when you bring in new players who have new fresh ideas. And But that's just the three of you. Do you know what I mean? So it's almost like by the time you've walked in, you've gone through that process. Yes. All right. Great. That's good for you guys. It's excellent. Um, how's it been taking the songs live? Awesome. We love performing live. Like I can't wait to get back in the studio. I think you guys agree. Um, and workshopping songs again, like after now that Vanessa's maternity leave is dying down, we're workshopping again and getting our second album ready and getting back into the studio is going to be super fun. Well, but live is like bliss. And has has this live experience though altered the way you're writing? Like no. once it's now made, that you've taken these us... songs in front of other people's children, yeah, are you sort of now looking at what you are your next round and going? Is it informing it? Differently? Yeah, we, we have the catalogue. Validating it. Yeah, we have the catalogue of songs waiting there. We have about fifty mm. songs ready oh. to be workshopped. Yeah. but it's effect, the live has affected our decisions in what will be next. Yep. Um, based yeah, on where, on what what new additions we want to bring into the show next. Um, I guess the the main difference between live and recorded has been the introduction of choreography so we're hands-free most of the time one of us will usually be playing a live instrument but with two of us dancing um and with possibly the use of backing yeah so originally we weren't planning on the backing tracks but it's we want to maintain our the richness of the sound without compromising on the visual of our performance yeah and coming from a dance background that yeah. We've got so much to give in that regard. And, and, and the physical development is one of, you know, our, our key developmental yeah. milestones that, uh, you know, we're very intentionally trying to target and hit. Um, so for live performance, for us to be... Yeah, well, you've got to be live. I mean, you have... It has yeah, to be a big... Yeah, hands to be full of, of instruments. But, but, I mean, it's like it, there's no point making that your focus if all you do is albums. Do you yeah, know what I mean? You've got, you got to be out there doing promoting that. And we love performing live and the responses we've had have yeah have definitely will will be informing decisions that we make moving Mm. forward but it's been brilliant Mm. and really encouraging and we've just felt super validated
and blow them out. In your mission statement, you say to create fun, contemporary and wholesome music for families to share experience to share exposing children to a range of musical styles that develop how to think, feel and grow as individuals and within communities and empowering children to find the little giant within themselves. It's a very honest and genuine surmise of what you do, but I want to draw your attention. Yeah, I didn't send you this question. I want to draw your attention to the word wholesome. Kind of as the reader has this weird suggestion that in some respect you think wholesomeness is missing from children's music. Yeah, I think the use of that word wholesome in the description of our our mission um, takes on two purposes. And the first one um, probably refers to our sound, like you were describing before. We really wanted to use um, our pure voices, not too much filters, um, not too many layers of instrumentation, very few, if any, Um, like MIDI or sampled sounds or electronic sounds. So we wanted everything to be as organic and wholesome in that sense from from an acoustic perspective. Um, And then also wholesome from a conceptual and linguistic perspective. So we wanted to make sure the things we sing about and how we sing about them, um, you know, we didn't want to use funny voices or um, say words, speak words incorrectly. which you know are things we've definitely noticed in some in some songs and not just kids songs but you know yeah. a- adult in inverted commas music as well we wanted to be wholesome and pure and true and organic in that sense as well so i think f- at least you know guys jump in but i think <laughs> i think wholesome encompasses both of those things both the acoustic um, our acoustic identity, but also the actual linguistic and conceptual content of our songs. And we're not, and we're also not saying we're not dissing other children's music, but we are trying to make a space for children to listen to innocent music made for children. That that is appealing to families as well. That still has a sophistication and a maturity about it, and to allow families to enjoy listening to kids' music together instead of rushing kids out of the genre into mainstream music. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. I, I guess that's kind of one of the meanings of wholesome as yeah. well to us. V? Well, I think there's a real honesty in how we, um, how we create our music. Yeah. And I guess that wholesomeness comes back to this honesty that we're we're really caring about children when we write this music and um and that we've really thought through everything to make this as wholesome yeah yeah. (laughs) for the for the child good good, holistic good answers well yeah holistic as well good answers um you the three of you strike me as people with plans What's the plan? What do you? What, what's the goal with Tiptoe Giants? What are you going to world buy domination. first? And then after world domination, an island holiday. Yeah. Well, you got um, music for it. Oh, got, it depends where the island that's is. That's it. We've got the soundtrack for it. <laughs> um, plans. That's a that's a really good question because you know as this progress project has been for the last eighteen months, it just snowballed. You know, it happened very organically and. Um, what's the word like it wasn't very calculated and so the making of plans is actually a big task for us we have to that's on the to-do list is to make the plans 
um, so far we've been riding waves and taking things as they've come. You know, our, our first album, we pushed that through because we got booked for a gig, you know, and we had to, you know, quickly put a set list together and record something so we had something to hand out and, you know, the rest is history. So things have sort of come our way as well, determining our path and our pace and the making of plans is probably something we need well, to do You haven't had to do. Yeah. Up until now, the plan was like, oh, my goodness, it has to be done by next Friday. Yeah. Now that you're a little bit deeper into the process, has the goal changed at all or is it still? I don't think so. Our goal is just to make keep making music we love to make for kids that they will love and learn from. Just try to get it out into the world as much as possible. and Yeah, that's a big challenge. Yeah. How that's we do true. that, we're not quite sure, but that's the goal. Yeah. No money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a perpetual thing that all uh, kids, musicians, spend a lot of their time looking under cushions and behind the couch for extra coins. Um, v, Lee and Meg, uh, otherwise known as Tiptoe Giants, thank you very much for having uh, having me today, inviting me into your very warm, comfy, cosy <laughs> lounge room. Wholesome, um, isn't and it? very wholesome <laughs> lounge room with your green tea and your lamingtons. Um, <laughs> and thank you very much for giving us a bit more insight into what it is and why you do it more importantly. And more importantly than all of that, thank you for putting the thought into it that you do because um, it deserves it and kids deserve it. Thanks, Thanks, Benny. Thanks, Benny. It's been so great chatting with you. Yeah. If you'd like to know more about Tiptoe Giants, then visit their website at www.tiptoegiants.com. And, of course, for more parent time goodness, go to www.bennytime.com. Thanks for listening to me, Benny, Ask People Questions. Wow.